0: Welcome to Emotional Detox. My name's Sherrianna and I'm so grateful that you are here today. And I wanna remind you guys to make sure that you register on my website. It's sharianaboyle.com. And on there, once you register, you're going to get a download. And the download are the three questions that you ask yourself to let yourself know if you could use a cleanse. Now cleanse is the seven step process featured in my book, Emotional Detox, as well as the new one, Emotional Detox for Anxiety. So please make sure that you take a moment and you go ahead and register and grab that sheet, which will give you those three pre-cleanse questions. Now, in addition when we're talking about cleansing and we're talking about reactivity, I have a special guest here today who's going to help deepen our experience and insight about that. And her name is Dr. Colleen Georges. She is a positive psychology coach, speaker, educator, and author. She runs Rescript. Your Story LLC, where she provides positive psychology, life and career coaching, leads community wellness, and delivers organizational trainings and speaking engagements. She's also a college professor at Rutgers University. She's a lecturer in counseling, and she's also done a TED Talk. And the TED Talk, which you can look that up, is called Rescripting the Stories We Tell Ourselves, where she discusses how we can change our internal dialogue to transform the lives that we live. Now, she is pretty well educated in her field. She has a doctorate in counseling psychology. She's a nationally certified psychologist and a licensed professional counselor and a certified comprehensive positive psychology coach. In addition, she holds Dozens of certifications in this field. So she is, I guess we could definitely call her an expert. And by the way, she has written a best selling book that you're going to want to get. And it's called Rescript the Story You Are Telling Yourself The Eight Practices to Quiet Your Inner Advocate and Author a Limitless Life. Colleen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, (laughs) Sherrianna. It's great to be here. (laughs) I think it's so important that people know the the commitment and the the level of work and the education and the studying that people have done around these topics. I I think I think that it you know it's it's interesting because often people will say to me, Can you teach me what you do? And they'll they'll be looking at so maybe for (laughs) commercial detox. And I'll think about it and I'll say, yeah, I can teach you, but but just know this comes from a lot of years. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> a yeah. lot of experience, right? And so yeah. I just want to just honor you and and commend you on um where you're at, uh, where how much you have uh, worked on this and and I'm excited to talk about this rescript. <laughs> so tell us, why do we need to rescript our stories?
1: Uh, you know, it's. I, I think it's so funny how the idea of rescripting kind of was born out of the TED Talk, um, which happened in 2016. But but the work itself and all the foundation for rescripting, which very you know very similar or, or, or in line with cleanse is a, is an acronym. Those eight letters are an acronym um, for eight practices. But it was really thinking about how. My work has always been, even when, you know, in the past, I wrote resumes, (laughs) you know, I kind of started in that area, that when we're looking at our lives... The way that we tell our story to people, even in that case, when it was a resume, the way we tell our career story, what a difference it makes, you know, mm. that the words that we use um, to talk about ourselves, to talk to ourselves, that they, they really do set the foundation for what we believe we're capable of um, and what we think is possible for us in the future how we process and deal with things, difficulties that have happened in the past, how much we, um, you know, focus on strengths versus weaknesses. So, you know, again, for me, it's, it's stories and, and how much, you know, when you're, you know, again, the, the language that's in a book and a story that we read, it's the words, right, that, that sort of draw you in and make you feel whether or not this is a sad story, a funny story, an exciting story. And we do the very same thing to ourselves every single day.
0: So, and these stories, Colleen, I assume can be in your head. They don't have yeah. to always be told, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and often I'm, I'm sure they can be very, you know, you got one going on in your head and one that you're telling out loud. And, and sometimes they're not a match, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> sometimes they are. So, uh, Tell us about, how, how do you even begin this process of re-scripting? I mean, do you have to first realize, gee, I'm noticing that I'm telling myself that story again. Yeah. What does that process look like for someone?
1: Yeah, you know, so I think of it as, you know, I, I like, I'm a visual person, so <laughs> um, I, I, I kind of see it. You know, I see it as two narrators that exist within our head. Um, the inner antagonist, which is the nasty one, <laughs> and the inner, <laughs> the inner advocate, um, which is the empowering one, and that the inner antagonist for many people um, is often the louder, more persistent voice, mm. and that the advocate is often the quieter, less persistent voice, and that we have to respond to the automatic thoughts, which are N- not uncommonly the inner antagonist um, with advocating language so it's not that we are it's not that we are eradicating uh, an inner critic type of a voice that you know that may always be there to a degree it's that we are learning how to respond to it differently not feed it with more awfulness um, and not um, not give it as much energy and Over time, when we do that, we begin to lessen the, um, I think, the persistence of that voice, how loud that voice is, how long that voice talks to us, how harsh it is. So it gets better over time. But as you said, it begins with paying attention. It literally Mm. means that we have to be our own observer. We can't Mm. just live on autopilot of the thoughts that we tell ourselves the things that we say to other people, have to pay like really close attention to what, you know, what it is is happening in our heads as well as in our conversations with others when it deals with us and those stories, because if we're not paying attention, then we keep Mm -hmm. continuing the same patterns without awareness.
0: Yeah, it's it's like you feel it's almost like two sides of the body, right? Two sides yeah. of the brain, and yeah. and and who am I going to pay attention to? Who am I going to give my time to today? Yeah. Who am I going to give my my energy to? Yeah, and I I love the way you frame that. I really do. I I think it keeps it really simple. Yeah, the, the antagonist and then the advocate. Yeah, and and which one are you going to feed? And so how? how does someone show up in your world? What does that look like for, from, from a client perspective? Yeah. How do they, how do, do they have to have that awareness or does it often happen when they're working with you? I'm just kind of curious of, about how someone arrives and realizes, gee, it's, it's me. It's the way I'm talking to myself. <laughs> it's the, what I'm choosing to listen to. So can you share yes. a little
1: bit about that? Sure. You know, so I I think that you know when it comes to the the clients that I work with, the large majority of people definitely find my my website online, and I you know as as you do this work as well, mm-hmm. um, have honed that in and sort of honed in that message over the last I guess what twelve years that I've been you know doing this work because. Mm-hmm. In the beginning I think that you know coming from a counseling background it's just you want to serve everyone and help everyone no matter what's happening no matter what the issue and I think I realized that I wanted to be clear about what my approach is and that self talk when I'm working on goals with clients whatever those goals may be that that I am always going to be coming from a place of self-talk because I'm, I'm a person who believes that you could have all the best goals in the world with a lot of great steps and have a sense of what those actions are and where you are going to put those in the context of your life. But if you crap talk yourself as you try to do it, Mm -hmm. we immediately shut ourselves down. So, so I really kind of honed in that message. So I think when people find me online, um, which is usually the the first way people find me, Mm -hmm. um, they, if, if that's a fit with them, if they feel like, oh yeah, I know that this is something I do to myself. This is something I really want to work on. I feel like this is a problem for me. Then we have that initial conversation, you know, kind of a, you know, 20, 30 minute chat to get a sense of the fit and, um, you know, and also understanding, you know, trying to let clients know that, um, it's work. <laughs> you know, it's not, mm. This is not, um, I'm not a believer in, in a, a one-size-fits-all. Even though I have a process mm-hmm. of rescripting, I think that looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not someone who believes that you can, you know, do something for two weeks, one month, two months, six months, and then, oh, I'm good. I never have to do that again. I believe, and, and I, I want my clients to understand, you do this every day for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Like mm-hmm. this is not something that stops, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's no st- magic wand here. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 And the rest that, are referrals, you know, it's from previous yeah, clients. their sure. their siblings or spouses or friends or co-workers.
0: But sure. that's just kind of how it happens, yeah. So so those of you that are listening in, if you're sort of leaning into this conversation saying, wait a minute, huh, that's interesting. To focus on what am I saying to myself? And if that resonates with you on, um, you know, how am, how am, what, how do I share my story with others? Yeah. What, what does that look like and sound like? And it really, and I'm assuming it doesn't just have to be about them, that they they also have the chatter about other people. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's yes. more than just your story. <laughs> right. What do you, what's going on? Do you, I mean, imagine that's part of what you sort of sort through with people. Yeah. In fact, you know where I find I do that the most? Um,
1: well, I guess, you know, really, I, I, this morning I was doing that with a client. But I, where I find I do that the most is when I'm working with people on workplace conflicts, mm. um, which are not uncommon. Um, sure. And so, and I think that that's a big piece of it, right? What I hear is I'll go into workplaces and I'll do conflict resolution with a group of, with a team of people, um, help teams sort of commit to different thoughts, feelings, behaviors as a group and as individuals. But that's a big piece of it is if you continue to say, well, you know, John is just a jerk. You know, John is always (laughs) negative. Yeah. You know, John always comes in here with a negative attitude. Well, you know, John, he like tried to sabotage me, you know, two years ago, right? If you keep on telling yourself that John sucks, John will continue to suck for you. (laughs) So good point. So, you know, it's being able to say, this is the things that John did that made me unhappy. However, Yeah. I am going to make new decisions about how I perceive and work with John. And this is how I'm
0: mm. going to do it. Wow. Can you imagine that?
1: <laughs> if we were able to actually and again, right? I mean, so much of what you write about with emotions and cleansing is that we carry so much of this stuff with us mm. and it's heavy. Mm-hmm. And it and it dictates everything. That we yeah. do next, but what if we were to decide that we didn't want to carry it anymore?
0: Mm-hmm. And I and I love the name of your book, Rescript. I do. I just I love it. And so it's a decision. It's an awareness, which is why we do these podcasts. You know, we yeah. have an awareness that. Maybe this is an area of our lives. I mean, so much. What I love about your work is so much of what's out there for wellness is okay, you got to exercise, you got to eat right, and you got to yep. do this, you got to do yoga. And, and everyone's like, okay, I got to do all this stuff. <laughs> but I, what I love about your work is just like, okay, well, guess what? There's more. There's something else that you could choose to focus on those thoughts, the stories you're telling yourself. Even about exercise and food, and I imagine yes. it goes into all sorts sorts of areas yes, completely. And and that might be the way in for some people. I could yes. certainly see where that. Sometimes it's just a matter of reshifting yourself. Maybe maybe you know that whole definition of insanity, right? Keep doing, doing the, the same, same thing over and over again. <laughs> Every Every result, <laughs> right? At some point, you have to say. Maybe, maybe I need to try a different, a different way. Right. Yeah, and that's why yeah. it's so great that there's people like you that say, okay, this is the angle, folks. This yeah. is what, this is what you're gonna get with me. And right. this is where I focus and this is what I believe in, and this is what I see what works. Um, or this is, you know, here's the emotional detox approach. It's not that one is better than the other, but whatever wherever you kind of lean into. And I'm really loving this conversation.
1: (laughs) Me too. You (laughs) you said something a moment ago and I wanted to use an example talking about exercise, right? So I am someone who, you know, for many years made statements like, I've just never been athletic. Um, I'm just a lazy person. I just don't like physical activity. I just don't like exercise, right? So I... Right. You is today. that you're in- okay? No. And we're talking about me, right? So okay, but did so- you say that in your head or out loud or both? both? But out loud to people as well as to myself for a very long time. Really? Um, Which means that I continue to engage in behaviors or I should say not engage in behaviors. (laughs) Stay on my bum. Because I continue to tell myself and others that this is who I am. Now, when we make statements Mm -hmm. that are, again, about who I am, Mm -hmm. like, I'm just not the kind of person that blank, right? Yeah. I'm just always, you know, I just have a tendency to do blank, right? So Uh, I keep saying that out loud to someone, to me, then, well, then I'm going to probably act consistently to whatever it is I'm saying. I think this is who I am. This is a core aspect of my identity. I'm owning it here. So I act in ways that are relevant to that identity. So If I'm going to make changes and I, you know, have made changes, well, that, that means that I have to have a different conversation. So when I hear myself go, you know, I'm just a lazy, no, I'm not a lazy person. I'm just someone who has chosen to not exercise in the past, but that's not who I am today. And I can make different decisions now so it 's li- literally a matter of I no longer wish to own this part of the identity i 've been carrying around with me, this story i 've carried mm-hmm. around about who I am because mm-hmm. it 's not serving me i don 't like it, so why do I keep owning it
0: it's so stifling Yeah. it really is I mean you can just feel it when you talk when you, when you just when you just rescripted it there, reframed it 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 felt lighter. Right, and it just opens yeah. up the doorways of, of possibility that we're so much more than that, and there's so much, we are infinite beings, and we have right. infinite growth and potential. It is not fixed, and yeah. I love those examples. Do you have any more um, little examples of what you hear as far as people? Yeah, um, I you know I it, I know um, <laughs> I don't think she listens. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she doesn't listen to my podcast, but my mother. <laughs> Yes, uh, I, I can hear her voice in my head. I was, uh, I was like, it's too late. It's too late. You know, yes. that's a big, one. it's too late. Sherry, it's too late. That ship has sailed, you know, yes. that kind of messaging. And uh, that that's one that comes that I've also heard other people yes. say, and I've, and I've thought it myself and some, you know, as you know, you think these thoughts and you just, yes. you know, that's a story that I used to tell myself. Yeah. I can choose to have something new. Yeah. And and then you reframe it. So do you do you um have any additional? And then I'd love it if you share a couple of th- tips for people yeah. from whether it's from your book or yeah. whatnot. You
1: know. That's one of them. In fact, there's a chapter I wrote, um, it's the P, um, pursue passion and purpose. And a, and a big thing I talk about is, is exactly what you said. The, the, how so many people say things like, Oh, it's just too late for me. You know, Mm -hmm. I I just, I just don't have any luck in that area. It's just never going to work out for me. Um, or another one is, you know, the ridiculously common one is, I'm just too busy. Right. Mm. But it's a story. And I'm not Mm -hmm. claiming that people aren't busy. Mm -hmm. But we also simultaneously, while busy, manage to do other things that are not productive or helpful to us while busy. So why not choose to do things (laughs) that are productive or or or, or helpful? Um, and you know, relationships, that's a big one where people say, I just never have any luck in relationships. Mm. I've just always had a bad relationship with my family. I've just always had, you know, everybody just always screws me over. Yeah. Right. So we just continue to, my God, I mean, I could think of so many things. I'm just not meant to, I'm just not one of those people who's meant to have a job that I love.
0: Mm, Yeah. That's just not what I get. So is everybody hearing these out there? Because <laughs> <laughs> right, we all do it. That's why I'm asking you to bring them up because you know, let's let's yeah. stir it up. Let's acknowledge it. Let's let it out and let let's let it bring it out right in front of us where we can see it and you can hear it and you can be like, Oh my god, that's me. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay it because is okay. that's that's where you begin, right? So so what do you suggest as far as um, As far as your book, and I just want to make sure because I didn't say it in the beginning, um, Colleen's website is ColleenGeorges.com. So it's Colleen and G-E-O-R-G-E-S.com. And your book, I assume, can be found anywhere,
1: right? Yep. It's on Amazon. I think it's in it's called, Target it's called, Yeah, all
0: those oh, places. Oh, Target. oh, we like Target. Okay. Yeah. Re- rescript the story. You're telling yourself the eight practices to quiet your inner voice, your inner antagonist, I'm sorry, amplify your inner advocate and author a limitless life. So I want to make sure you guys have that information. So give us a couple tips.
1: Um, you know, so a couple things I, that I love to use with clients and I love to do when I do workshops because they're, they're the kind of quick and easy dirt or quick and dirty ones, you know, so to speak, um, simple thing. So my first R in re-scripting is release rumination. Um, it's one that just about everybody can relate to on some level. Um, it's the ambiguous situation occurs that I don't really know, it's the interview, right? I go on the job interview and I think they like me, but I think they didn't like me. The guy made that face, was that about what I said? Mm. Now I think that the interview went horrible, you know, right. So we start one mind reading, perseverating and ruminating on the mind reading. I know what those people think about me and it's bad and this is why it's bad. And I've created a whole story around that. Mm. Um, You know, I dwell on things that have happened to me in the past. and I allow myself to ruminate on that. Um, you know, there's so many different ways that you know. Or I look at the state of the world and I go, "Why are things like this? Why are things like this for me? Why this? Why that?" But I don't act on it. So mm-hmm. ruminating, quick one, anytime, and, and I actually will tag this also to another chapter, the C, to challenge mm-hmm. catastrophizing because we ruminate on usually the present end or the past. Mm -hmm. And we catastrophize over the future, right? So Mm -hmm. that's the. I see. uh, (laughs) I have a situation that's upcoming, and I tell myself all the reasons it's going to go wrong, why I'm going to fail, and why it's going to suck, and why I should run away from it and avoid it at all costs. Why this terrible thing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. So a quick kind of tip there is whenever we catch ourselves doing the whole ruminating or catastrophizing internal or external with others conversation. Mm -hmm. To first, I always say, say your name, right? So Mm -hmm. you know it would be Colleen. Yeah, and then stop, and then take a pause. Oh, I like that. And to do it kindly, so it's not Colleen, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Knock it off, Colleen. It's, it's yeah. Colleen. Uh-huh. Stop. Oh, I love this. And then we pause mm. because we need to breathe mm. now.
0: Yeah, we do. We need
1: to, because when we're freaking out, yeah. the heart's palpitating, and then the whole, the thoughts are swirling, and the whole thing, right, the whole physical thing oh, yeah. starts. So it's your name, stop. Mm. Mm -hmm. Calm, slow, pause. And then ask yourself, what do I control in this situation? Oh, Colleen, this is so
0: good. It's so easy. So simple. What do I control in this situation? Uh And
1: I call it altering analysis into action because... When we're in our head, that's all we're doing is we're analyzing. We're not actually doing anything. So Mm -hmm. what do I control in this situation? And then determine, what do I control? If the answer sometimes might not be much of anything, sometimes everything is out of your hands. Um, Or sometimes it's something very simple, like I can Mm. send the text message to the friend that I haven't heard from in three days and now think that she hates me and have completed an entire story about what I said that created this Uh, problem that I imagined that we have. Right. So uh, I could, or, or send the email to the boss or say the apology to so-and-so or, you know, send yeah. out the job application on the job. I think I'll never get. But what do I control in this situation? What is one?
0: I love that.
1: Right action I can take, and then and then the next thing is act on it as quickly as humanly possible. Ah, don't wait okay. around. Don't you know? I mean, if you're in the middle of something, find you know, determine when you can do it. Yeah, act on it quick. And once you've acted on it. When there is no longer anything within your control, yeah. remind yourself, I've done what I can. And I literally speak it to yourself out loud or in your yeah. head or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've done what I control and what I can do in this situation. Yeah. And now I'm letting it go. Oh,
0: what a beautiful process.
1: And it doesn't take long. Yeah. And it, but we just have to do it.
0: And, yes, I, and I'll tell have you, to do it.
1: I do yeah. it every day. I need it. Anytime I find myself ruminating, catastrophizing, whatever,
0: yeah. I do it. Just say your name, pause, breathe. What do I control? And then name that and take action as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. Nice. I love it. And, and of course, my little emotional detox, little voice coming in says, listen, people, please don't put emotions as the thing you control in that spot. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> please do not fill in the blank with that. And, and so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, that is not the thing that you control, <laughs> no. okay? That will not be your answer. Everything else but that, and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're allowed to be humans and feel things. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. This has just been an absolute delight. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Is there any workshops you're doing or anything else you want to let the folks know? I mean, this... Okay. <laughs> I know. I know you're busy. Yeah. Um, or you're, yeah. or you're full, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> the main thing I would say is yeah. I,
1: I would lo- I mean, I would love for everyone to check out the book. You know, this book is, this mm-hmm. book is my baby. It's the first book. Um, yeah. and it is, you know, it's the dream, you know, it's, it's the dream of 16
0: years. <laughs> so, yeah. well, well, that's why I pointed yeah. out to everybody, all the education and the, and the work that she's done um, yeah, it's your baby, but look, at, yeah. look what's behind it. So I hope that people, I'm going to, I'm getting your book and I'm going to re- recommend <laughs> Yes, I can't wait. So it's, um, again, it's re-script the story you're telling yourself, the eight practices to quiet your inner antagonist and amplify your inner advocate and author a limitless life. So it has been an absolute pleasure and um, Yeah so this is a really
1: fun conversation yeah yeah let's do it again let's do i would love
0: that i would i I know i think the cleansing and the rescripting really go nicely
1: together oh yeah
0: (laughs) oh yes i see it so all right everybody i hope you got some great tools for your toolbox and remember your emotions matter processing them matters more until next time
1: thank you for listening to learn more about the emotional detox live group coaching sessions All of Sherrianna's books go to SherriannaBoyle.com.